Jamie Dye, Drew Romendo with you on the Green Zone. Okay, driving back and forth from uh, Regina to Edmonton and then back again. There's a lot of time spent in the car with a lot of music to listen to. Uh, so, true story, uh, just this song just phew, right away. This song came on, Higher by Creed. And do you know what my uh, lovely bride said? No. Uh, she said something along the line. I don't think it was as disrespectful as Britain has ruined this song for all eternity for me, but it was something more along the lines of, I will think of Britain every time I hear this song after <laughs> his performance <laughs> at the Rolko Christmas uh, party of performing Creed uh, higher. Hey, leave them, leave them thinking about you that's that's the one thing one way or the other and and etch your personality your memory or in their memory that's the that's the thing good for him so it was it wasn't he's ruined the song but it was just like oof. it was close yeah that was that was a memory all right of britain singing creed and higher at the rocco christmas party that's for sure Football at four with Britton Gray. So at least you're known for something, Britton. At least you're known for something. I mean, since the dawn of time, artistic talents have often not been recognized <laughs> as genius. Until they're dead? Until <laughs> way in the future. Very true. Da Vinci. Very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> A yeah, couple of other ones. Picasso. <laughs> you could only name Da Vinci. That was the only guy. Uh, yeah, Michael, you, know, you could just go through the Ninja Turtles. I was thinking like I said Raphael. <laughs> I was trying to think of one more more recent. Creed. We didn't appreciate Creed when we had them at their peak. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, but let's get to uh, the news of the day. Football at four. Mason Fine, two-year deal. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders coming back as the backup quarterback, or at least someone in the running to be the backup quarterback for Trevor Harris. Yeah, it's the two-year deal is what makes it interesting because you would think if you just want to bring him in for train camp, see what he could have, one-year deal. A two-year deal makes it feel like they're eventually if if he comes into training camp and proves it want to make him the starter of course trevor harris is in the final year of his deal where's that kind of bridge and they've invested a lot of time into mason fine fourth season be heading into his fifth in the second year with the riders that's a lot of time to kind of let a quarterback develop in your system so we'll see and now everyone's been i see the messages uh, What's Jake Dolegal? What's going on with him? And I, I'm not sure what this means exactly for that because you mentioned it. CFL contracts. He could come into training camp, and who knows what happens from there. Yeah. Well, could be could be somebody else too. On yep. On a scouting mission, you might find somebody. But they've they obviously have their mind made up on Mason. My. I have a few thoughts on this. I was a bit surprised it was Mason uh, over Jake Dolagala because at the they they could have brought him back once he was recovered from his injury, and they didn't. They rode Jake all the way to the end, even though it was a seven game losing streak, and 
It was like, okay, no, no interest in bringing Mason back into the fold as a starting quarterback, uh, but maybe protecting him a little bit. But also, I, there's part of me that goes, we talked a lot about lack of preparation. This team didn't look prepared. And maybe that was the flaw of trying to evaluate the quarterbacks of Mason Fine and Jake Dolagala, where Corey Mason, Mark Mueller come in, turn on the film, and they go, yeah, Jeremy, we're, we're with you. That We think Mason Fine has something. Uh, and I can we I think he fits in my system would be a conversation they have. That'd be certainly a conversation with Mark Mueller, the new offensive coordinator, and uh, some of the others on staff. So I put it over on that the two year deal. I think that's Mason Fine saying I could go anywhere on a one year deal to go into training camp and just be cut. Yeah. But if you want me, I'll sign a two year deal uh, with again that January or February roster bonus that you can either keep and you know where you stand, or they release you, like a lot of people have been released over the last month with those roster bonuses due, or restructured deals with a few quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, it, the training camp is going to be fun again this year, especially get that a new fresh start, really, with a new coaching staff. Mason Fine trying to prove he takes that next step, and who, who knows who else is here. Said there's still some quarterbacks out there. No one who... Uh, jumps off as coming in and taking over for Trevor Harris right away, but a few options out there. And we'll see uh, how that window opens in what? Two and a half weeks Uh, or a week and a half, sorry, until the negotiating tampering window opens in the Canadian football league, because they don't tamper. There's no tampering at all. No, No, it's all above board. Uh, There's no agent that represents a hundred players in the Canadian football league that might, you know, slide some stuff around. Like seriously. Well, you know what? But the one thing is with the agents, they they are it's they're bound to the, their code of honor that I'm going to talk about this guy and this guy only to you. Not going to talk about about uh, Jim Smith uh, that I know you guys like and I like him too. I mean, he's a heck of a guy, really good player. He's in great shape. Um, <laughs> did you see him last year when he had, with the bad knee? He even still gained over 500 yards, but I'm not going to, yeah, I know he actually really likes it here. I don't, did you know that or not? Yeah, he's got, he's got family here. Let's get back to uh, client, client A. Yeah, that does not happen. Doesn't happen. In any league at ever, any time. Anywhere. Never, ever, nope. ever. The fact that Tamu Solani and Paul Carrillo were represented by the, the late, great Don Baisley and they went to Colorado, um, Together had nothing to do with the fact that Don represented them both. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> just a weird coincidence in sports. And, 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 and Donnie basically like just truly one of the great human beings of all time. He gone way too soon. But or Odell Willis signing two minutes after the uh, window opened to sign players. The Ed fastest Belfort. negotiation of all time in pro sports <laughs> history. Ed Belfort at twelve oh one July one becoming a free agent. Bang, Dallas. <laughs> what? Boy, that was a quick negotiation. No, no, never happens. Uh, but overall, I think it's fair to say Ryder Nation's a little cold on the Mason Fine two-year deal. It's just when you watched him play last year, there wasn't that excitement around it. It was good quarterback play. He was he was effective. But when you look at his stats and you saw last year, he threw for, I believe it was just three touchdowns. Two of those came in the game against Calgary. Uh and There's then only one, one touchdown in his four starts. But when we when we look at it, as much as I wanted Jake Dolagato to be great, he wasn't. But how much 
it's like goaltenders now. You're looking at goaltenders across the league that played previously and they weren't as good, but now they're they're playing really well. Well, it has a lot to do with the team that's playing in front of you. A lot to do with that. Same thing goes with the quarterback. It has a lot to do with the guys that are playing in front of you. Cody Fajardo proved that. Proved me wrong. Proved a lot of us wrong. He, because he had a team in front of him, he was able to excel and win a great cup. You could look at Mason and you could even look at Jake and think the same thing, that if you improve the team around him, things might change as far as their ability to run an offense. I'll be honest. Uh, Cody Fajardo is, will make me gun shy forever on trying to have a definite, this guy's no good response uh, to quarterback no, play. No, it's, no, no, you're, you're a little, radio host. Little gun no, shy, little gun shy no. on that one because of Cody Fajardo. Uh, coming up next. You just got to learn the, learn the phrase, I was wrong. You'll be okay. <sighs> That's tough. I know. That's you and tough. Gormley have a long time. You, Gormley, Murray Wood, Britton, Scotty. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Drew Romenda. Ryan. No, I say I'm wrong all the time. I've been married for 40 years. I've been with this woman for 40 years. You think I'm going to lasting with Michelle? Well, if I haven't no, said no, no. once I, or twice, I, I don't wrong. mean to our spouses. Of course, we admit we were wrong to our spouses. But to the listening audience? Come I on. bet... I, I have said, I've said that a thousand times. You are wrong again on telling me how many times I've said I'm wrong. Coming up next, the changing landscape of how to consume your sports and sports entertainment changes once more. Yeah, I'm talking about the WWE $5 billion deal with Netflix. Are awesome. we going to see more of this? Oh, Drew's excited. Yeah, wait. Britain's excited. Producer Scott's in on this one. Are you excited of more sports going to streaming? No, sorry, more sports entertainment going to streaming on 980 CJME and 650 CKLM. Jamie and I don't talk. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Can I talk now? Now you can talk. Apparently, I was talking over top of the most important part of Cody Rhodes. Is that a is that Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes, the American Samson? Nightmare. Son of a plumber. Son of a plumber man. Okay. Um, big news in sports entertainment uh, today: WWE and Netflix are coming to an agreement. Ten years, five billion dollar deal that WWE will be removed in Canada. This also includes Canada. I know we were talking about Peacock and the NFL game had no impact. This will impact you WWE fans in Canada. Netflix will be the exclusive provider of WWE content moving forward on a 10-year $5 billion deal. Does that have you excited? Let's, the, the, Drew Remenda. Britton Gray and producer Scott, all big WWE fans. I might even start watching a little more now that it's on Netflix, to be quite honest. And I probably think that's the point of this uh, 10-year <laughs> deal at $5 billion. Mr. Romenda? It is a huge, huge deal for WWE and for Netflix. Um, Nick Khan, president of WWE, was on Pat McAfee earlier. You know, the second most popular sport entertainment is in India, besides cricket. You know what they watch after that? 
I'm guessing it's not the National Football League. It's not the National Football League. It is WWE. They have millions upon millions, even close to billions, of views on YouTube and subscriptions to the WWE channel on YouTube. This is a huge business deal. But also what it does, maybe, Nick Khan said today, maybe moves Raw off of Monday nights. If to just be raw. Britain, are you a fan of this? I like the move. It's kind of where uh TV and sports is kind of going right now. It like the main reason to have cable anymore is for sports, for live entertainment with everything on streaming now. And oh like like uh, Drew said, it's gonna get into more homes everywhere around the world. But l- I think what it was the show Love is Blind or something had like a live event or something on Netflix and it did not go well. So I'm hoping <laughs> Netflix can ha- have the WWE machine behind them in okay. terms of live uh, performance. Uh, producer Scott, uh, WWD, uh, WWEF uh, historian uh, here on the Green Zone. Uh, what do you think of uh, this deal? It, it's fantastic deal for what you guys have said for not only the diehard fans like myself and Britton and Drew. But for casual fans as well, the WWE Network is on Peacock in the United States. Last year's WrestleMania was the biggest number that they'd ever had up until the football game this past mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And that's because casual fans just tuned in because, well, I know what WrestleMania is. Maybe my kid wants to watch it tonight. It's a huge, huge deal that Netflix can extend for another 10 years if they want to. That's in the deal. What I think would be, if they if they can put all the WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles on Netflix, I I'd, I'd watch those all day long. Yeah, but let's let's clarify. This is for Monday Night Raw, their flagship show. This it's not everything else. No, that was everything else. In Canada, it is true. In Canada, it is. Canada's gay. In the, in yes. the states, it's in the states, it's, just it's, raw. it's not. It's just raw. Yeah. In, in Canada, states, it's, it's not. all of. It's everything. WWE but, entertainment. But that's, it doesn't kick into when, guys? Like another 2025, year? 2025, January 2025. 2025 yeah. So, because, so it's still going to be on Peacock and everything else in the same, same situation in, in Canada as far as going to get it. But this does change things. And think of the personalities they'll bring in. Well, The Rock Huge. is uh, coming back and everything else. Might be on. at WrestleMania against the Tribal King. We could get a Stranger Things Elimination Chamber. Wow, there you go. There you go. Whatever that means. I'm Jamie Nye. He's Drew Romenda. This is the Green Zone. That's a great song. That is a great This is one of my top, like, road trip songs. Like, crank the radio whenever it comes on. All the time. Wallflowers, One Headlight. Like, uh, 97, 98, something like that. Somewhere in there. Yeah, great song. He sings way better than his dad. By country mile. <laughs> yeah, one headlight. No, no, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> that was well done, Ramenda. That was pretty good. It's my only good. It's my only good impersonation. It was ninety six, <laughs> by the way. Ninety six. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I gotta go. I feel old. All over ninety six. <laughs> well, no kidding. Hey, you. Nothing makes you feel older though than having somebody come up to you and say, I've been listening to you since I was a kid and they're 40. You're going, what? Shut up and go away. Don't come talk to me and say things like that to me. That's the worst. That is the worst. I love you. I've been listening to you since I was a 
in kindergarten. <laughs> Shut up. Well, it was one, of, one of our callers on the postgame show, it's uh, Caden. Man, he called this season. I was like, how old are you now? Like, you've got to be what? <laughs> 17, 18? You started calling when you were seven? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to life, babe. Getting old is not for wimps. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, weird stats. Weird stats before we go to dropping the gloves. Weird stats. All right. I want to see if Drew Amanda knows the answer to this trivia question. I don't. I definitely don't. Uh, the Ottawa Senators lost in overtime for the first time this season. Wow. First time this season, they lost in overtime. That was their 41st game of the year. So they went 40 straight games to start the year before they lost in overtime. Since the lockout, which team went the deepest into the season before losing an overtime game? Which team, Drew Romenda, went the deepest into the season before they lost an overtime since, game? Since the lockout? Since the lockout 0405. Okay, you gotta have goalie. You gotta have a goalie in that situation. You gotta have uh top notch one. I am going to say the Los Angeles Kings. It is uh, not the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, that is uh, incorrect. Not the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, well. I'm going to go to the uh, 2005 uh, 2006 season. Um, or is it 06 07 season? Uh, the I think deepest. It's 06 07. It was. That uh, was the uh, San Jose Sharks. Really? We won a lot of overtime games. It's true. Or we never actually. Yeah, it was 06 yeah. 07. Sorry. Yeah. They you started thirty three seventeen oh oh fifty games into the regular season until the Sharks lost yeah. their first in overtime uh, in the uh, oh five or oh six oh seven season. We were good for a long period of time, like good hockey team with great players, fantastic guys to be around. There's the other thing, Jamie. How when you know when you're old and you see these kids coming up. And they were like a 2003 born. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did you just say? When were you born? Because nobody tells you how old they are, right? Yeah. How old are you? I was born in 2003. No. How old are you, hockey boy? And they, they'll, but it's, yeah. It was a yeah, shootout loss to the Dallas Stars uh, in uh, January 30th. And then Nabby. three and 17. <laughs> Nabby. What are you what, doing? Was it Nabby? Are you sure? I mean, <laughs> let me check the box score. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, Nabby, that was in that that night for the uh, uh, San Jose Sharks. I certainly Uh, don't remember. There's been a lot of games under the water there. It was Vesta Toscala in that that night. Oh, no wonder. For the Sharks. No wonder we lost. We should have put Nabby in. Uh, Who's coaching us then? Is that Daryl? Let me just check that. (laughs) Daryl, what are you doing starting Vesta? Uh, but the, the the, weird uh, weird streaks. It was uh, Ron Wilson uh, was the head coach of the San Jose Sharks. In the uh, 06 07 season. Now, here's the long and the short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. It's time to drop the clubs. We're losing! They're burying us alive! But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Okay, Drew Amanda, let's do that hockey. Um, Okay, Patrick Waugh, the New York Islanders. Yeah, Yeah, you talked to Butchie. What are we thinking? 
Were you uh, going two weeks in before he gets suspended or starts no. uh, breaking glass, <laughs> uh, trying I, to fight the coach on the other side, or what are we thinking with Patrick Waugh? I think he's calmed down and now. He's as, as he's gotten older, age gets to us all, and you have a, a bigger wisdom. Uh, I, I feel bad for for Lane. Lane's a good coach, but he'll be okay. Barry Trotz is out there, and he'll probably come and work for Nashville in some capacity. And uh, Lane will get another shot. I I worked one game back when Patrick was coaching in Colorado. It was L.A., Colorado, and on NBC. And were you between um, the glass? I was between the glass. I was really impressed with Patrick Waugh and how the narrative did not fit the man. You know, yes, intense, yes, yelling. We saw those, and the narrative was he's a kook. He's really quite good behind the bench. I was, but that game anyway. I was in particular it was Daryl Sutter versus versus uh, Patrick. I was really impressed with him and getting to talk to him before the game. He's, he's a brilliant hockey mind, but he is a demanding guy and he is in your face and he does carry the weight of being one of the greatest goaltenders of all time, Patrick Waugh. So the new voice will come in and he'll probably get that dead cat bounce. The, the thing that was, I, I don't know if it's lacking from the, from the New York Islanders or just it's not there, was their finish. You know, being able to close out games when they had the lead. They, they've given up some, some leads. But it's really, when you look at the coaching profession in now in the National Hockey League, you don't have much time to state your case anymore. Jay Woodcroft, and, and when you do state your case, you don't have a lot of time until that runway runs out, and they just go, yeah. "Okay, never mind." Like Jay See Woodcroft was fantastic, got him to the second yeah. round, uh, one full season, and then one full season, one bad start to this season with yeah. an injured Connor McDavid, and bye. Uh, bye. See you later. Yeah, Lane Lane's had been building, and that team had been playing well. They they certainly changed their talent level over the time that Lane's been there, so. The, the coaching profession is not one for somebody who uh, wants to lay down roots. Let's just put it that way. But I, I think Patrick will be fine. I think Patrick's a good coach. And I, don't, I think the craziness is gone now. And let's remember, when he left Colorado, he didn't get fired. He left Colorado because he was apparently promised the, the, a say-so in personnel. And he went. they went, no, 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 that's not the way the NHL works. And you know that you've been in the NHL for a hundred years. No, we're not doing that. And he quit late in the season. And they brought in this guy named Bedard. Uh, 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 Bedner, <laughs> like Bedard, because I just saw he's six more weeks. Um, so they bring in Jared Bedner. And oh my goodness, they get 22 wins their first year. Where's Patrick? Well, Patrick wasn't even mentioned when they won the Stanley Cup with Jared. So it's he's a good coach. He has fire. That's good. I think he's got that fire under control because look what he did in uh, in Quebec with in the Q in the team he owns. Mm-hmm. You know, if he, any any chance he he would have had to go crazy without any repercussions, it'd be that place. And he never really did. Okay, the other uh, story: uh, Corey Perry on the ice uh, for the first time. They had a fan yeah. event today. He's already there taking pictures with fans with uh, all the other guys. Um, but. Um, 
I, sorry, I'm going to be. I, I was skeptical when I heard the rumor. I'm like, is Corey, how big of an impact is Corey Perry going to have? Other than maybe the guy who's been there, done that in the locker room for a Stanley Cup run. But yeah, I don't look at Corey Perry being a game breaker uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. He wasn't in Tampa. In fact, one of the things people around Tampa talk about now that they rechange, they changed that, that fourth line, younger, faster, and more dynamic. Um, they tried to squeeze as much as they could out of Corey Perry. I think the only time that we will be able to smartly talk about the, the effect of Corey Perry is during the playoffs. He does have that playoff little he does have that. He will go to that high traffic area, which is the hardest place to go to, and score goals. The question is, can he go there anymore for me? The question is, can he keep up anymore? Now, I've often said timing beats speed, but the game is so fast now. And I'm down on the bench. I'm down on the bench tonight against the Rangers and the Sharks. It is The game will be exceedingly fast, especially the Rangers and the way they play the up-tempo game they play. So I don't know if Corey can keep up anymore. They brought him in as the mentor, as the this is how you do it, or maybe don't do it in the NHL for Connor. Uh, He says he's got the help he needs after two months. He's working with counselors. He's working with people, and the, the counselors and his family are supporting him. That stuff you hope that he's got a handle on. But as far as the game playing goes... I'm with you. I'm skeptical to see. I I do have a new appreciation for Corey. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But can he make an impact with the Oilers? That's not something I think we'll even be able to know until the playoffs are over. Has he been that guy? Yeah, we'll uh, see how it goes. Corey Perry uh, has uh, joined the Edmonton Oilers on a very, very, very cheap deal of uh, $775,000. Beats nothing. Yep. Hey, meets meets having your contract terminated. Uh, so we'll see what the impact will be. We know uh, the experience has gone way up in that Oilers locker room when it comes to Stanley Cup playoff experience with Corey Perry added. Coming up next here on the Green Zone, the game of the night right here on 980 CJME, 650 CKOM. Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you uh, here on the Green Zone. Hey, Drew, there's a lot of people who said, if they keep showing Taylor Swift, I'm not watching the National Football League anymore. <laughs> what? Tired of it. See you. I'm turning the channel. Well, evidently, that's not the case in the playoffs. What was the forty million? Uh, was that was that million? was the average for the both game or the uh, yeah. the games this oh, weekend for all four. Okay. Average forty million. But wasn't the wasn't Bills it Chiefs average yeah. audience? Yeah. Was fifty point three nine three average fifty million the most watched <laughs> divisional playoff game? Yeah, ever. Turn Taylor's. If Taylor's turning you off of football, you're not a football fan. You're not. But I was the only. I'll tell you what. I was what maybe not the only guy. I was probably one of the only people who saw that video of Jason Kelsey with his shirt off, 
And then you had Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes hugging and celebrating. I was one of the only people to go, wait a second, is that Zach Kalaros in the background? <laughs> Rewind that. I want to see that again. That's Zach Kalaros so the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right Britain there. Britain said that. Britain told, I think it was Britain that told me that yesterday. And I went, what? Yeah. He, well, was he? he? Really? I think it was roommates. I, remember, yeah. I think it was roommates with yeah. Jason in college, and they were the center. And then he threw the yeah. ball to Travis when but he was hey. on the team and not kicked off because of pot. Uh, but so hey, yeah, Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, thumbs up. But picking up that little girl at her first game, saying "Hey Taylor" with a sign, and and doing hey, the "Hey Taylor," and she turns Taylor, around she, and like, yeah. "Oh hi," Come waves on. at made her, her made her on life. Good- yeah, she was on Good Morning America today, that little girl and her mom. So say what you want about T. Swift, but she yeah. uh, she brings in a lot of viewers and some notoriety, as if the NFL needs some more. Uh, real quick, game of the night. Uh, at the uh, cheer competition I was at, two of the coaches uh, were in front of us of different – there was the coach. I know there were coaches because it was for coaches only that were sitting there. And they were kept on looking down. They had a phone between them on the chair. And I'm like, what are you watching? Oh, it's the Bills Chiefs game. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah. Just started. Okay. Just checking in here with the uh, uh, coaches fans? at a cheer competition. Watching the little Chiefs Bills uh, uh, there at the cold snap competition in Edmonton. Our game of the night. I, I know it's not a sexy matchup, but streaks are fun to watch. Are they going to go? Are they going to end? Uh, Columbus and Edmonton tonight. Will the Blue Jackets surprise and end the streak? They got to defend their streak. 16 was the last big streak, and that was them. They got to defend their streak. Uh, So uh, Blue Jackets, and mainly it's just can the Oilers uh, keep the streak alive is our game of the night.